2: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, 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 much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about love. What the world needs now is not another love song. What the world needs now is to get serious. Fiscal cliff issues. Dun, 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 dun. Fiscal Cliff could stretch into 2014. Bank of America CEO said today, he's kind of a smart guy, whether you like him or not. I hate his bank. Hey, I bank at his bank. That's how powerful he is. Brian Moynihan is a member of the CEO Council for the nonpartisan Fix the Debt campaign along with dozens of other business leaders. He's got a good pulse. He said, I think we're in danger if this thing strings out into 2013, that you could start to have problems of what 2014 would look like. He thinks it's already hurt business spending for next year and that no resolution by year end, not only a near-term recession risk, but also the possibility of a longer negative effect. Look, even in a best-case scenario, our economy looks anemic next year. Anemic in the fact that it'll be okay, but it'll be white and pasty and not look all that good. So Republicans are playing Republicans, Democrats are playing Democrats. There does not seem to be a lot of compromise at this point in time. Groundhog Day. We've heard this story before. The song remains the same. Whatever bit of contrite music history, movie history, pop culture you want to add, you may. Equity market started on a strong note yesterday and ended on a weak one. The market was underpinned at the start of the trading with buying interest. It often starts at the beginning of any new month. That tapered off following the weak November ISM index number. An ISM and the schism in politics. ISM's tied towards the National Survey of Manufacturing Activity. It slipped below 50, which is considered a contraction. A contraction is basically considered recessionary. Kind of extrapolating a little bit more than I should there, but you get the idea. Suple Sandy Duncan. That added some weight to the headline number, no doubt about it, as far as not being able to stay above 50. Some pent-up manufacturing activity should help things for the December report. November motor vehicle sales were very, very strong, running at a seasonally adjusted rate of $15.6 million versus $14.3 million in October. That was the best month of sales since December 2007. Again, that should bode well for next week's retail sales report. should factor in favorably in the fourth quarter GDP numbers. So the GOP plan for addressing the fiscal cliff came out yesterday. Before the Democrats even had a chance to see it, they basically rejected it. The two sides are not seeing eye to eye. The GOP plan calls for $2.2 trillion in deficit savings over the next 10 years. The core planks include 800 billion in revenue increases achieved through tax reform, 600 billion in spending cuts, 600 billion in savings that are generated from Medicare reform. It looks a lot more credible. I know you're saying credible as far as balanced goes than the plan the Democrats are saying of let's just increase the top two percent of taxpayers. It's it's contentious. Right now, both parties have shown, at least in my opinion, their hand in the fiscal cliff debate. And they're not close to resolution. A lot like the NHL, as they didn't get a resolution in October, November. I don't care anymore. We will show up to business on January 1. People will still be alive and well, they'll still spend money. Some of the fiscal cliff things that might kick in could always get taken back and redone. For instance, if you get a higher payroll tax, they could later say, you know what, we're going to send you a check for that. I'm not stressed. Do I sound stressed? Do I sound stressed? I'm not stressed. I'm a little sad for some people because I think people are going to get hurt by all this politicking. The new Air Jordans came out yesterday and they're silly looking. For two hundred and fifty bucks, they're super dumb, they're awful, they're the ugliest sneakers I've ever seen according to sorts of bloggers. It has a zip up shroud on the outside. So basically it looks like a sneaker on the inside and then a zip up shroud on the outside. It's pretty odd looking. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm with the bloggers on that one. It looks like a sock on top of a sneaker. Which I don't think any of us like socks. Although I will say this, for those of men wearing sandals, go visit your toenails more than once a month. Give them a little love. Men should not wear sandals, flip-flops, unless you could at least pay some attention down there. Mary Meeker, how I adore you. She's got the latest must-read presentation on the state of the Internet, of the web. I'll go over some of those with you today. If you'd like a link to those slides, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. For me, it's must read. You might remember the old must-see TV. Cheers and Frasier and Friends. Mary Maker is must-see TV to me. Home prices up 6.3% in the month of October. Sweet! The gain is the eighth consecutive year-over-year jump in home prices nationally. That can't be right. That reads wrong. Gain is the eighth consecutive month-over-month jump. Is what it should read. The housing recovery continues to gain momentum. The biggest gainers were states that were hit the hardest, Arizona, Hawaii, Idaho, Nevada, and North Dakota. You could have paid me to buy a house in Nevada, in Vegas, or Reno, maybe in Tahoe. For me, it's all about location, location, location. Illinois and Delaware saw declines of 2.7% year over year. Month to month, we were down two tenths of a percent. What else do we have to hit this morning? I think I've done everything. I think we could wrap up the show right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Black has left the building. Oracle moves 2013 dividends up to beat possible tax hike. So far, 228 companies have moved their dividends from 2013 into 2012. Some people are a little bit disappointed because Oracle's got $31 billion in cash. Its dividend yield is tiny, seven-tenths of a percent. Some would like to see a special payout. Some people would like to see Apple do a special payout. What questions do you have? Congress is considering a, a way of redoing student loans. So basically it automatically comes out of your uh, paycheck versus sending debt collectors after you. That's an interesting note because it would save the government money. And I think that kind of reform smart. The plan would resemble plans that are already in place in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. So the money could be withdrawn automatically and tied to income. Borrowers would no longer have to negotiate with collectors and loan servicing companies. Last year, 5 million borrowers were in default, generally meaning they had failed to make payments for at least 270 days on 67 billion in loans. Let's take a break here. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, much, much more. Don't be shy, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: The U.S. Home Builder is up one point. Sing to Rob Black and your money on AM-1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I was up in
2: Welcome to my Back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things, financial money, investing in more. Oh my. I like throwing out business quotes because I think they, they help people push forward. Remember that failure is an event, it's not a person. It's the same thing as my phrase sometimes you take a pie in the face, sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. I like taking chances. I like failing. People often say motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why I recommend it every single day. You have to motivate yourself. Your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude. That's kind of hokey, but a good attitude takes you a long way. Expect the best. Prepare for the worst. That's how I look at Wall Street every single day. I capitalize on whatever comes my way. Have some phrases and some mantras that you live by, and you will go far. That's all I can tell you. Have some phrases and things that you believe in, and it'll you'll go far. SP 500 up two, Nasdaq down two, Dow up forty three. Welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. Chad, I get a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls on the confusion that is mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, no-load
3: funds, ETFs, A shares, B shares, C shares. Let's demystify a little bit. What do we need to know? Well, it, it's gotten harder because this fee-based financial planning has come into play, and that's where what most people want to end up with because of the fiduciary aspect of it. But knowing what you're paying for is important. So when people have A, B, C, there's even Z-Share mutual funds out there. You What's gotta a Z-Share? What uh, these C and Z-Shares are kind of like these quasi-fee-based programs. So when, when advisors want to be fee-based, but they can't do it because of the current company that they work with or they don't have the right licensing or whatever, they might use C-Share or Z-Share funds, which they look like they're no-load because you don't pay anything to get into them. But right. their internal fees are often higher. Um, and they often have kickback issues um, to the firms that you work with. So, you know, if you have an A share, a B share, a C share, or a Z share a mutual fund, you're not in a no-load fund. You're in a loaded fund environment. A shares, you pay large sales charges up front in exchange for lower ongoing fees. So if you're investing less than 100000 a lot of times the, the front end loads on an A share, 5.75%. You've got to get well more than that just to break even. Um, in a B share mutual fund, you don't pay anything going in, but your your money's often tied up right. for five to six years, and your fees are higher for five to six years, and then they eventually the fee structure drops down. So um, again, it's usually you end up paying more in a B share. So I don't really like them. Okay, C shares they're even higher than a B share in many cases, but the fees never drop, and they just pay the broker one percent every year. Um. And the problem with those ABC share and Z share funds is is you're tied to the fund family. Right. So if you want to go from uh, large-cap growth to a large-cap value, you can only do it inside that fund family. You can't go outside of it without – getting tied up again or paying another commission. So it's just not the right way to go. You want to be in the no-load fund environment or ETF environment that's out there. So typically I tell people you don't want to be in American
2: funds. That's a fund family. You'd rather buy your funds at Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade where there's such big volume houses, their fees are lower than anywhere else. Is that a statement that is wise, or, or am I
3: – Typically, like when it comes to American funds, though, That's a, it's been a pretty successful fund company, right. um, and they actually now have a share class for fee-based advisors called F-Shares. So you might see an F-Share fund pick. Um, I've used a fund in the past. I don't own any right now. But, yeah, I mean, you can go – if you, if you want to know what is truly a no-load, you can look at, um, say, a TD Ameritrade or a Schwab's website and see what the no-transaction, no-load funds are okay. that are there. And you can see that they have no uh, front-end sales charge and no deferred sales charge. That way you know you're in a no-load fund. But look, Rob, I mean, what most people should be doing for their first hundred to 250000 is just looking at total stock market index funds and the no-load like side. Like the um, Wilshire 5,000? Wilshire 5,000 is the whole market. Right. But just um, like Vanguard has the Vipers. That's total stock market funds on both the international and domestic side, um, the no-load fund side. And, and you can go in and... And get ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, which are mutual funds that trade like stocks. Right. So you can look at the indexes. The internal fees are only about 0.08% per year, extremely, extremely low cost. And there's a whole, you know, like a TD Ameritrade, for example, there's 100 different ETFs you can buy without even a trading cost. So getting, being able to invest in those types of funds is getting cheaper and cheaper. Which is great because that's one of the hindrances to, to performance. Mm-hmm. is uh, making mistakes
2: absolutely will hinder your performance, but cost will hinder your performance. So you could eliminate
3: one of the variables that will hurt you and try to go with as low fees as possible as far as the transactions and the funds you're choosing. Right, and that's why I say that, you know, indexing. I like both index and managed funds and individual stocks, but the way I tell people to start out is start off with the index approach because it's the lowest cost, the lowest tax issues that, that you're going to deal with. And especially when you're investing mostly in equities when you're younger and you don't need the bonds. As people get older, though, we worry about downside protection as much as upside potential. Right. right? So you can't just be in index funds, in my opinion, when you retire. With that said, you work for New Focus Financial, and people could find you at newfocusfinancial.com. We've got about a minute left in conversation time. Is there anything else that we need to know about? Well, I guess where you look for the different types of funds, um, where I use my index funds and my index ETFs are for my large cap and my mid cap areas. Yeah. But if I'm going international emerging markets, I typically like to really do dig in, do the research and find managed mutual funds. So, for example, you look at Japanese stock market right now and it's drastically underperformed the US stock market. They have debt issues, they have an aging population, but there's specific companies in in Japan that are doing very well. So, you don't want just necessarily an index fund there. You'd want a, a manage a manager with boots on the ground in that country. They know the currency issues. Um same thing with China, Indonesia. Uh you know, all the different places where emerging markets are, where, you know, two thirds of the economic growth probably over the next two, two decades is going to come from. Well, that about clears everything up in my mind.
2: I'm not sure about in everyone's mind. <laughs> a shares, B shares, C shares, which one should we choose? I think we hit an all there. I'm Rob Black. That's Chad Burton. You can find Chad Burton at com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblack.com. I know Chad's got a Wealth Preservation webinar coming up that you can learn more about at NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. I, myself, am studying up on Apple right now. Apple's working on a technology that ultimately, if successful, would cannibalize their own iPhone business. Unlike a lot of companies, Apple has a remarkable ability to predict the kind of gadgets that undercut the gadgets that it sells and then build the new gadgets better than anyone else could have built them. The best example is the iPad, which is actively disrupting Apple's own Mac business. Gene Munster of Piper Jaffray talked about Apple's tendency to cannibalize its own businesses and predicted that it would continue to do so. He thinks Apple's working on consumer robotics, wearable computers, 3D printing, consumable computers, and automated technology. I know you're saying, what? Robots? We'll talk a little bit more about this, head mounted displays, HMDs and more. You're listening to me, Rob Black, Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW)
2: Welcome the man, Rob Black, Here, money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Sometimes the cause and effect is interesting. Every action has a reaction, right? gotta company called SodaStream. They posted a long stretch of gains this year on the NYSE. NYSE? Stock market? Probably better, safe to say. What the ad was viewed. They had an ad that came out, and it was basically banned in the U.K., but the ad was put up on YouTube. And you can go Google it, and SodaStream TV commercial, the SodaStream effect. And it's incredibly um, sexual. They show bottles bursting. And SodaStream basically makes a machine that bottles soda for you at home, and it's cheaper than buying a soda. So it kind of went the sexual innuendo kind of route. And it wasn't good for TV. You know, it's... Trying to explain that to a four-year-old, five-year-old just isn't appropriate. But to ban it gave it more attention, which I find ironic. I I find that cause and effect is not what you expected, right? So the Jordan XX8 sneaker. I know you're saying the XX8. Oh, come on already. It's got a weird stealth feel to it. So it's a sneaker, and then there's a zip-up thing on the outside that looks to me poorly designed. Yeah, I guess it may sheathe your shoe from dirt, but who needs to sheathe their shoe from dirt? So, the reviews are just getting, just, they're just smashing it. And someone emailed Michael Jordan, and he texted back calling it stealth is like a black cat. You never hear it coming, but it's deadly as hell. It's an automatic aircraft. You can't mess with it. an automatic aircraft. It's like my game. When you see it, it's too late. There's some curse words in there that I deleted for you. So, this kind of... Now, this kind of advertising or this kind of review, will it help the shoe or not? It's not for everyone. It's a chartreuse colored sneaker with a large Jumpman logo on the tongue. It's got a black sleeve that it unzipped, shows you this. So, not getting the best of reviews. Facebook today is agreeing to pay as many as 2 million users $10 each in a settlement tied towards privacy, where they basically came up with some sponsored stories and used people's real names from their Facebook experiences. Now you get ten dollars. Two million people get ten dollars. The attorneys get ten million dollars. I'm not being cynical, but I think I'm being cynical. Eddie Murphy, who desperately needs a comeback, he once was a funny man. Can you imagine trying to explain to a, like a ten year old today that he that daddy used to like think he was funny? Because he ain't funny. He was great in Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, Saturday Night Live. He's helped make movies like Shrek tolerable for adults. He had some family-friendly movies early in his career, like Norbit and Dr. Doolittle. But man, he's gone wrong. Imagine that a thousand words. Collapse, flop. Meet Dave, flop. Tower Heist, pretty much so flopped. Even though it made 150, even though it made, uh, 153 million, he had a budget of 75 million. Catherine Heigl's on that list of overpaid celebrities as well. She started off hot with Knocked Up, 27 Dresses, and The Ugly Truth. So her quote for movie now jumps $12 million, and her last movie, won for the Money, $40 million budget, $37 million in box office receipts. So I guess she's not as friendly with the women as she used to be. So before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about Apple and how they worked to kind of destroy their own business. Just like Google and Microsoft, Apple's working on computerized glasses, smart glasses or computerized glasses in theory would kill the smartphone. Where computers have been getting smaller and closer to our faces since the very beginning. First computers were in big rooms and they sat on desktops and they're on our laps, then they're on our palms, now they'll be on our face. Apple's got some rough schematics of projects that they're working on that you can find at the U.S. Patent office. An HMD, a head-mounted display. With a device that a person wears on the head in order to have video information directly displayed in front of the eyes. The optics are typically embedded in a helmet, glasses, or a visor, which the user can wear. You know, if you were to have a baby today, there's a chance that your baby never even learns how to drive. Cause like concepts like the Google car, the automatic driving car, we can reduce drunk driving to zero. We can reduce teenage accents to zero. If you have a baby today, there's a very good chance that your insurance company will say, hey, if you put up, let's put a GPS in the car, we'll lower your rates. But then again, if we see that you're a bad driver or speeding too much, we may raise your rates. Apple says and HMDs can be used to display relevant technical information such as maps or thermal emission data, to provide stereoscopic views of CAD schematics, simulations, or remote sensing applications for gaming and entertainment applications. You would virtually be able to dance with Psy. What's better than that? I know you're saying, you're being facetious. Yes, I am. Each calls on the air today is 516 1220 It's 805161220. 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. I'd like to hear more from you. We can talk business, we can talk corporate profits are hitting a record as wages are getting squeezed. I think that's fair to say. As an investor, you love that story. As a consumer, you hate that story. Right? I think that has to be true. Record Brazilian crops costing Starbucks nothing. It's helping them. That's nice to see. Other big stories of note today. No kids gonna sell their finished headquarters and then they're gonna lease it to themselves or lease it from whoever they're on it too. Yeah. Hey look, Qualcomm took a, a big stake in Sharp. Why? Because Sharp struggling. Again, to live in a world where we'd say, I remember when Sharp made a pretty good TV. Now Samsung makes the best TVs, in my opinion. They seem to have the blackest black, and I know you're saying the blackest black. I'm just going with it. Commodities are lower today. Precious metals lower. See if there's any big breaking news that I have to do. Uh, DS debut paying a their dividend forward. Corporate America's not stupid. That's one thing that I'll throw out there, Anya. Is corporate America will hire when consumers consume. Corporate America's will fire when consumers don't consume. Corporate America will get record profits as best they can. And maybe in the long term, it's not the right way to go, but. I'm good with it. Little piece of news that I find intriguing. Bank profits increase in the third quarter. Loan balances rose to the second consecutive quarter. Banks earned thirty-seven point six billion in the third quarter up from thirty-four point five billion in the second quarter. Signs of further progress in how they're dealing with their loans is evident. Quality and profitability is evident. The number of banks and financial stress continue to decline. That tells me invest in Wall Street, especially the banks. Little side piece of news out there: Facebook is asking members to vote on proposed changes to date use policy and statements of rights responsibilities. Facebook platform, an application from a third party service provider. The the, the voting is being done through. Again, privacy, a big, big, big story. Weekly sales at retail stores post-Thanksgiving, what do you think? They're booming or busting? They're lulling. On a week-over-week basis, sales dropped 3.1% and sharply fell after Thanksgiving and Black Friday. The good news is on a two-week basis and a year-over-year basis, November and December sales are slightly uh, ahead of last year's. Pandora's lower today. A lot of people think that, um, first and foremost, they're going to report their quarterly results tonight, but a lot of people think Apple can come out with a competing product. Darden. Darden. Ye of the Olive Garden. Ye of the Red Lobster eateries. Red Lobster, Dead Lobster. There's nothing good about eating at Olive Garden. unlimited bread anyway their shares are getting hit down 9% today no one in the world of restaurants are are having a really good quarter Panera's having a good quarter but it's tough to find a restaurateur doing well restaurateur um what else do we got for ya I think that's it we are probably in the show a little early today it's been a good one thanks for coming out turn off the lights on the way out New Steve Jobs film is going to close out the Sundance Festival. I am not looking forward to seeing Ashton Kutcher play the part of Steve Jobs. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not an Ashton Kutcher fan. I think he either uh, polarizes you positive or negative. The true story of one of the greatest entrepreneurs in American history. The defining 30 years of Steve Jobs' life. Supposedly, I think, it's a film that's going to like, be done in three scenes. All of them product releases. The Mac, the phone, the pod, or something like that. I'm Rob Black, all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: AM twelve twenty KDOW traffic.
2: And we're brought to you this time. Welcome back again, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Let me know what's on your financial mind. We can talk about it. eight hundred five one six twelve twenty It's eight hundred five one six 1220 to get your calls on the air. Seriously, anything that you want to talk about, I don't mind talking about it. I kind of like the idea of a dialogue. I kind of like the idea of you and me talking about ways to get you to retirement, saving you a little bit more money, doing what we can. I don't think investing is all that hard. I think you can, you know, develop some napkins and figure out everything you need to teach yourself about money. I think a lot of people are committing financial suicide. And it's kinda of tragic to be quite honest with you. I want to talk a little Mary Meeker and some of the slides that she presented, but I'm gonna do that in the next hour. Every year she comes up with the internet slides. And I think they're compelling. I think they're important to talk about. For me, I want to talk about the future. Apple's head-mounted devices. I want to know what's coming. So it it helps change my investment perspective. I think with a Sharpie, you could start... Working on concepts that teach you a lot of things. Like if you learn the difference between an investment return and an investor return. The difference between the two is a behavior gap. Investors tend to ruin themselves. Investments don't. There's a natural reaction to sell bad news and buy good news. And thus you indulge improperly. You buy when you're greedy. You sell when you're fearful. And you continue to repeat until you're broke. Really simple concepts that you can do. I know you can do it. The next time you're about to make an investment because you're sure you're right, take time to have a confident uh, conversation with yourself about confidence. The higher your level of overconfidence Bigger cost of your mistake. Emotional attachment to an investment, the bigger the mistake. Increasing the price of gold increases the chance that you'll get hurt. Gold's not an investment. It's speculation. Gold doesn't go out and work. Gold doesn't have a job. Gold doesn't come out with gold 2.0. A personal finance crisis is almost inevitable unless you address the truly important tasks in your life before they become urgent. A family friend of mine, their mother works as a nanny, and the son is in a labor-intensive job. He blew out his knee this year and was off from work for quite a while. Which, again, he's kind of a meet-and-greeter kind of guy. Whereas his mother-in-law broke an arm and couldn't no longer nanny. So a personal financial crisis hits this family and two out of the three three family members. The dad gets hurt. The mom, she's fine. But she's a stay-at-home mom. And the mother-in-law gets hurt and loses their ability to earn money. So it's critically important that you have an emergency fund. The urgency is high, the importance is high. It's not as important to have a list of stocks that you must buy. I like having a list of stocks that I'd like to buy in case of a disaster. I think fear keeps us from having deeper money conversations with children conversations around money, you know, we need to look into college, right? How are we going to pay for college? We need to look into how we're going to pay for college. Will I have enough to work, f- or will I have to work forever? You know? We need that we know, we need, know that we need to look into it. Then we see how expensive it is, and then we look into it, like, maybe I'll have work weekends. And then you get kind of frustrated that you got to work weekends. Hope is not a budgeting strategy. Hope is what happens this weekend when the 49ers play. I hope they win. Why? Because I want the, the hometown to win. I like other people at work being happy. I don't care if they win. I hope that when I die, there's a God. I hope. Do you see where hope belongs? Hope belongs in Church. And hope belongs in the football field. It doesn't belong in the world of investing. If you buy things that you can't afford, you better not hope that things go well at your job. The universe isn't going to pay for it. It's going to end up in collections. We're oblivious to bills that get paid automatically. Money spent on gym membership that you never use and status quo. You know, one of the most discouraging parts of modern life seems to be the never ending sense that we want more. It goes like this. That's nice. I want that. I need that. I must have it. That's nice. I want that. I need. Must have. Repeat until you're happy. You should be happy with no money. You should be happy that you were born with legs. Like, it's a lot tougher for a lot of people out there. You should be happy you're not addicted to math iPhone 5, shouldn't make you happy. Something weird happens when we use our money to make other people happy. Our happiness goes up. Something to throw out there. Rules of thumbs are dumb because they come from people who don't know you. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You're listening to the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Do you have unfiled tax returns or owe the IRS or state more than $10,000? If you don't take action...
2: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? What do you want to talk about today? Talk about anything that you want to talk about. That's the fun rule that we get to play by here. Anything that you want to talk about. Money, investing, and more. One thing that I want to try to do is to encourage you, not shy, to use whatever resources you can to understand as much as you can. Mary Meeker, for instance, is one of those resources that a lot of us should pay attention to. We could talk, why? Mary Meeker is one of those internet analysts that publishes her slides. she goes to a big conference, and she'll give the public her slides. If you want a copy of her recent 2012 Internet Trends, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll send you a link to her slides. It always makes you think, and that's the best thing that I could possibly do for you, is make you think when it comes to investing. I can give you the answers. I can let you cheat off my, my page. I don't recommend you do that. I think you're going to get into trouble if you do that. I don't think I'll be there the day that you need me to sell. I think you'll get fearful and sell at a, a greed. I think you'll get greedy and buy at a, at a buy. That's unfortunate. So I'd rather you learn to think. Like, for instance, one of our things, basic stats, internet growth remains robust, rapid mobile adoption still in early stages. Okay, that's the first phrase that pays. Rapid mobile, mobile adoption, early stages. So who are the mobile players in investing? Start finding them. Reimagination of nearly everything. Asset late generation from hand to cloud back. Rise on the sharing of the economy. A lot to be excited about in tech. A lot to be worried about in other areas. So yesterday I did a little bit of follow the money. And look how much tech spending is going to go up in the year 2013. The economy may struggle. But tech spending will go up. I'm not saying go all tech. But I'm also not saying don't go all tech. Basic statistics, Internet growth remains robust. Rapid mobile adoption. Again, you've got to continue to say that again and again and again and again. United States, there's 2.4 billion global Internet users in 2012. That's up 8% year over year, but not because of the United States. The growth in the Internet users was China and India. Population penetration of 40% in China, 11% plus growth in uh, India. Year-over-year growth of users up 10% to 538 billion. That's the wrong number, 538 million. Excuse me. India, 137 million. Iran, Iran saw a strong growth in Internet users. As far as growth, the United States was pretty anemic. Only 3% year-over-year growth. Why? Pretty obvious, right? We already have it. You know, to jump further into our slides, you know, mobile users. Now, I just gave you the Internet growth. We were, we were 10th in the world in Internet growth. In mobile growth, we're second in the world as far as percentages go. China's got 100 China has got 270 million mobile users. United States has 172 million. As an investor, what does that tell you? Dun, 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 dun. Pay attention my friends to your aching head. Use your brain here a little bit. You have to have some exposure to China. Is Apple enough exposure to China? Probably not. China's not as wealthy as Americans are iPods changed media industry. iPhones ramped even faster. iPad growth three times as fast as the iPhone, leaving their Apple siblings in the dust. The iPad crushes. The amount of time it took to get to 20 million shipments for the iPod, 10 years, like... The amount of time it took, I'm sorry, 10 quarters. For the iPad to do it, four quarters. So I want you to like study this stuff because there's so much money to be made as an investor. Percentage of you of American adults who own tablet computers or e-readers, we're up to 29%. We'll get to a number that is, is enough, but 29% is not quite there yet. Last year where we were at 18% year before, 16%. Which, for the record, if anyone wants to give me an iPad mini, do. Christmas is right around the corner. Get your favorite financial talk show host an iPad mini. Yay! Yay! KDOW is in Fremont. That's bringing on by on a Friday. Any chance that's going to happen? Probably not. We like you, Rob. We don't like you that much. Um... So, housing became a really sticky problem when we got to 68, 69% home ownership in the United States. Tablets will become a stickier problem when it gets fully penetrated. But a house lasts you 30 years in theory. A reader may last you 2, 3, 4, I don't know. 48% of American children want an iPad for Christmas, 36% want a mini. The only gift that's higher rated as far as electronics go is a Nintendo Wii, 39%. So the iPad, 48% of kids want. A computer, 31%. A Microsoft Xbox 360, 25%. A Microsoft Surface tablet, 6% of kids. Who are these kids? Who are these nerd children that want a Surface tablet? So mobile mojo, global mobile traffic growing rapidly to 13% of Internet traffic. Remember, just two years ago, you paid for your phone, your mobile phone in minutes. You get 3,000 minutes a month or 2,000 minutes a month or 1,500 minutes a month. Now you're paying for data, and the, mo- the minutes of talk time are unlimited. So if anyone wants to copy these slides, grab me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Mobile monetization is growing rapidly. Global mobile app plus advertising revenue. It's pretty impressive. In 2011, if you combine the two, it was $15 billion. This year, $19 billion. Back in 2010, it was $5 billion. So 67% growth in apps, 33% growth in ads on mobile. If this was a girl, and I was 16 years old, I'd go, I like you a lot. Like, this is pretty good numbers. This is pretty good numbers. This is pretty bad grammar. These are pretty good numbers. I don't pretend to have the best grammar skills. I brush and floss three times a day. Cleanliness is next to godliness. So anyway... I think I've beaten the whole growth in mobile and internet. And I only really touched the, the top of the service. Zuckerberg from C, uh, CEO of Facebook said in this report, we hope to rewire the way people spread and consume information. We think a more open and connected world will help create a stronger economy with more authentic businesses that build better products and services. We've gone from desktops to notebooks to tablets to smartphones. We've gone from keyboard and mice with a graphical user interface to touch and voice and gesture, a natural user interface. Wintel's losing some prominence. Big time. It grew prominence big time. It's losing it big time.
1: AM 1220,
2: KDOW traffic.
1: we're brought to you this time by Garmin. Golden Gate Bridge approaches look good. North 101 still limited. Howdy, everyone. I'm Rob Black,
2: talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's a lot of ways that you can follow me. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can follow me at YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Any feedback you ever want to give management, do. Any feedback you ever want to give me, do. To get your calls on the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. The SP five hundred's down one. The Nasdaq down fourteen. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up eleven. Joining me now, certified financial planner Chad Burton to talk all things financial. One of the things I want to talk about is a vacation home. I think it's an ideal that I personally want to have a vacation home in Tahoe, but. Before I get there, I, I, I forget I'm going to have to put a TV in it. Am I going to put renters in it? or the renters take good care of it so that when I go, it's still in good shape?
3: What do you think about some uh, vacation home ideas? I think now's a good time to look at doing it. Okay. I mean, you've got a big drop in real estate prices, so the people that are typically doing it, are those that are a little bit wealthier, probably on track for retirement, you hope. Um you really got to determine how much you're going to use it. So I find a lot of people go buy a vacation home, and they haven't been really vacationing that much. Right. So they buy it, and they're not using it that much.
2: Um, and we could kind of fall in love when we go to Costa Rica, and we go, oh, this is beautiful. And, yeah. you know, the people at the cabbies are pushing vacation homes there, and you're in love, and you're romantic, and you make a bad decision because Costa Rica sucks. <laughs> um, and it takes you a couple minutes outside that country to realize it sucks. But when you're there, you're in the moment.
3: Yeah, and you get buying in the moment is always bad. That's when people, most people buy timeshares, right? It's in the moment. (laughs) Absolutely, you get free tequila. (laughs) That's
2: kind of where I was going at with that. And sitting through those timeshares, I hear people go, "Yeah, I do two or three of those free vacations a year." And you have to sit through timeshares and that timeshare pitch, and you know, just don't bring your checkbook. I'd rather die than sit through a pitch like that.
3: Yeah, you know, and then people that look at buying vacation homes in Tahoe and stuff like that, a lot of them are Bay Area people, and they've got large mortgages already. Right, And if you buy a second home, there's a limit, you know, right around $1.1 of how much mortgage debt you can have to be able to write it off. Um, now, you could get a second home and use it as a rental property and write it off as a Schedule C, or on your Schedule E, rather. Um, and, you know, if it creates a loss, potentially write that off. But most people in the Bay Area that can afford a uh, vacation home are making over $150,000 a year, right? Right. Which, at that point, you start losing the ability to take losses uh, from your Schedule E. It gets suspended until you sell a property. So a lot of people get into the idea of a second home thinking, I'm going to rent it out, I'm going to create some income, and I'll have a tax deduction. Sure. And it might not be. So before you do it, make sure it fits in your overall financial plan, because it might not be the best use of money, but also run it through um, projections. Right. Go say, pretend that you are going to have the parental property for a full year, look at the last year's tax return, and tell your CPA to run it as if you had the property. And you can see what the overall effect is on your tax brackets. I'm sure CPAs love doing made-up scenarios Hey, like if that. you have a CPA that doesn't love doing that, yeah. then get a new one. Okay. Fair. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that's really important to, to have because most CPAs end up with too many clients and, and they're too busy to run the what-if scenarios. But yeah. it's so important, especially if you have real estate issues, stock options, estate planning issues, to have a CPA that's more than willing to meet with you and charge you, you know, a couple hundred bucks an hour to do those, those mock uh, returns.
2: Another scenario that we should talk about when buying a vacation home that you may rent, you may not, you know, may retire in is a lot of times things change. Like for instance, I'd love a Tahoe vacation home to retire into, but I'm imagining that I'll be able to shovel snow in twenty, thirty years and I may not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, be careful what you, your lifestyle may change. Uh, you may no longer like living in the desert or vacation in the desert. Uh, when you're old, you're, you know, you can cook in that kind of stuff and, and be left to die, and vultures will circle around you and eat your eyeballs out. So <laughs> you may not really like that home 10, 20 years from now. That's yep. what I'm getting at.
3: Yeah, so d- definitely until you've traveled, many places don't buy, don't buy that vacation home. Um, home but, away from home. You know, I know a lot of people that still ski in their 70s and 80s that are really, really you happy. You do not. I do. You do not. I have several clients. I mean, being in, from, you from know, having clients across California all the way up to the northwest – um some clients, you know, spend the spring and summer in the Northwest and then they'll go to Colorado for 6 months a year. Mm-hmm. So. Different
2: conversation for a different day. You're listening to me, Rob Black, and that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online. Where can you find me? robblack.com it's robblack.com I try to do a lot of work out there to uh educate you as much as I can Wild new Air Jordan sneakers are getting destroyed by bloggers $250 for a pair of shoes Now I wear some expensive running shoes and I alternate them every every day I run I take pristine care of them I dry them when they get wet but I'm protecting my knees and ankles. Now, again, I understand Nikes are, you know, protective. Jordans are protective, but, oh, my. I don't think I'd wear them around. I'd just wear them around. Congress is going to consider overhauling debt collection, the $100 billion a year U.S. student loan program, replacing it with automatic withdrawals from borrowers, paychecks, tied towards their income. Well, welcome to the 21st century. Countries like the U.K., Australia, and New Zealand already do this. The money is automatically tied to income. Borrowers would no longer have to negotiate with collectors and loan servicing companies, which often offer a confusing array of deferral and forbearance options. Last year, 5 million American borrowers were in default, generally meaning they had failed to make payments for at least 270 days, or $67 billion in loans, more than twice the level of 2003. Through the new system, 98% of borrowers could meet their loan payments through automatic payroll withholdings. Low-income borrowers would no longer be excused from accruing interest when they're in college. The bill also would eliminate income-based programs that forgive loans entirely after 20 to 25 years and or 10 years for those who enter public service careers. That elimination of low income subsidies, I so badly want to say subsidiaries, but the elimination of low income subsidies and forgiveness could face opposition from Democrats. Very few weeks left in the current congressional session. They'll likely be considered next year early, but it'll be interesting to note. We've okay, got the SP 500 down one, the Nasdaq down fourteen, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up eleven. Fiscal cliff impact could stretch into 2014. That's a big story coming out of Bank of America. AutoZone profit up six percent, margins improved. Oracle's going to pay next year's dividends now, pulling three dividends into the 2012 from 2013. 228 companies so far have done this so far. Very, very, very smart of them to do that. You're listening to Rob Black. I'm Rob Black. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Find me online at robblack.com.
1: To Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Fiscal cliff impact could stretch into 2014. That's a big story coming out of Bank of America today. So so says the CEO, Brian Moynihan, is on a CNBC exclusive interview. He's a member of the CEO Council of the Nonpartisan Fix the Debt campaign. He's a pretty smart guy. You may not like his banks, but he's a pretty smart guy. He said failure to act poses a near-term recession impact. This could be the defining moment of President Obama's legacy. Can he get a budget done? Do we continue to lose trillions of dollars a year as a nation? You could say it started under Bush in the last two years of his term. You could say it's certainly, certainly not gotten any better under Obama's term. Los Angeles Auto Show, they're showing new Lincolns. A lot of of announcements coming out of... uh, the Los Angeles Auto Show. I can't say that I'm wildly excited. They're bringing back the Lincoln Town Car, which to most Americans stands for, hey, isn't that the thing that picks me up at the airport on occasion? How do they get people to buy that when we're used to thinking of it something different? We're looking at it as more of a cabbie vehicle than anything else. Home prices up 6.3% in the month of October from last year. That's nice to see. This is according to CoreLogic. The gain is the eighth consecutive month-over-month in home prices jump. Housing recovery continues to gain momentum. Areas that got decimated saw the biggest performance on a year-over-year basis. Areas like Arizona, Ida, Nevada, Hawaii, North Dakota... You could convince me to buy on Hawaii. Average thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage stands at three point three percent, which actually, again, helps home prices in the short term, hurts home prices in the long term. If you're like me and you think home interest rates will eventually move back higher than 4% to four to five percent, people will be able to afford less homes. So take your house; it's gone from nine hundred thousand to one million. Punch in a three point three percent thirty-year mortgage, and you're like, ah, okay. Now punch in a 4.5% mortgage, and you're like, ooh, ooh, I can't afford that. I know you're saying, do that sound again, ooh. Okay, I won't do it ever again. That's your one time you got that out of me. I'm finito. You can follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. You follow me on Facebook group page. I hate Rob Black. You follow me on YouTube. I need more subscribers on YouTube. Elvis needs boats. I need subscribers on YouTube. Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Stocks are rising. For the month of December, it's typically a pretty favorable month. Typically, budget talks get worked out. December 21st is the average. Will we see Congress go on break without budget talks being resolved? Will they go on vacation while we await a budget? Will anyone ever get tired of Congress? SP 500 down 2, the NASDAQ down 14, Al Jones Industrial Average up 4. Wall Street strategists, they're calling for a bull market in 2013. It's been a long time since you could say, you know, the experts predicting weather, the experts predicting the stock markets. Will there be an asset allocation shift? Will people jump out of stocks and go into commodities? You know, a year ago, depending on which strategist you sampled, the average SP 500 forecast for the end of 2012 was around thirteen seventy five for a ten percent expected gain. Last year we closed twelve fifty seven. Or two thousand eleven closed twelve fifty seven. The index is at fourteen oh nine. They called for thirteen seventy five for so last year they they projected correctly as a group. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the secrets of having enough when you're 80 years old is you have to save a lot of money, but you also have to avoid losing a lot of money. I told you that a friend of mine, his mother-in-law is a nanny, and she just broke her arm and. She didn't save enough, and now she's lost her income. So the secret to having enough, she can't avoid. She didn't avoid the large losses. She didn't save enough. If you invest in past performance, you get into a lot of trouble. If you drive while looking in the rearview mirror, you get into even more trouble causes a lot of accidents. First thing you should ever do is come up with your financial goals. Next thing you should do is budget. The more time you have, the more compounding interest works for your savings and your money. If you save $10,000 by the age of 25... It'll become $20,000 at age 33. It'll become $40,000 at age 40. It'll become $80,000 at age 48. It'll become $160,000 at age 55, 56. It'll become $320,000 by the time you retire, 62, 63, 64. Now, if you get another seven years, it becomes 600000 If you get another seven years, it becomes $1.2 That $10,000, that $2,000 a year for five years. The longer time you have, the more money will work for you. I am a big fan of reading The Economist. I'm a very big fan of barons. I'm not a big fan of being a herd of sheep. I think both are problematic. I think trying to grasp what the herd of sheep is doing is important. Trying to grasp what economists are doing is important, but not following. Things that matter, things you can control. What you can focus in on is 10% of what you can control and 10% of what matters. Instant gratification creates big problems for people. I know a lot of people want very badly to be wealthy, to have a nice car, to go on expensive vacations, to have great clothes. But that instant gratification creates money problems. Probably the best thing you could do is increase the amount you save before you look for great advice. And you should never look for advice from, like, a brother in law or a friend. Credit card debt increases. As the amount of time that you spend whining about credit card companies increases, if you have any credit card debt over 8%, pay it off immediately. Any way you can. Timeshares trouble me, they scare me. I've never met anyone who did a timeshare that I was happy. I think experiences are worth a lot more stuff. I'm just giving you the general basics in finances. Complex money issues that couples have to deal with during divorce double the complex money issues that they deal with before divorce. It should be the other way around. You got to start thinking differently. And when I say that, I just saw a poll today. Let's see if I can pull it up. Oh, I can't. I'll pull it up in the next segment. It talks about the worst financial advisor of all time, Robert Kiyosaki. I'll explain to you why he's the worst right after the break. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You can find me on YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Chad Burton and I have a wealth preservation webinar coming up. You can only sign up for it at chadburton.com right now, chadburton.com. It's free. It's coming up, when is it coming up? On the 12th of December. It's all about retirement boot camp issues. How to decide if you have enough money to retire. Budgeting for taxes, avoiding high fee retirement products. Importance of timing. All you need to have is an internet connection. So you can sign up at... Chadburton.com, chadburton.com let's take a little bit of a break here come back I'll give you a little bit more on what I can give you and we'll take a break and talk to you in just a few seconds you're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network